this hair. I'm trying to grow trying to grow my hair out. Gotta talk into the mic. I'm trying to grow my hair out, but it's just not really doing what I want it to. I just wish I could wear hats all the time, but it just feels like that limits the uh style ability. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Should I grow it out? Should I cut it? It's just, the problem is, is I can get it, like, right now. It feels like, let me just turn this. Like, it feels okay right now. Like, it doesn't look bad. But the minute I move or something, like, let me show you. I'll just show you. Like, let's just say I'm, like, out here living my life, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This is what it turns into. This. Then I look like, like, what is this? Like, it's like it always wants to just flop forward. <laughs> then I feel like I look like Miranda Priestly. Like, I need 10 or 15 skirts from Calvin Klein. Oh, wait, like, which skirts? Go bore someone else with your questions. And tell Jackie I'll take Simone if Marshall's unavailable. Did DeMarshall yet confirm? Did DeMarshall, uh, did DeMarshall get him on the phone? And Emily? That's all. Whoa. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, that's the hair debacle. Like, what's a boy to do, quite honestly? Okay, I'm loving this shirt. It's like that, I don't even know what this material is. It, like, kind of reminds me of viscose. Like, do you guys know viscose? Like, wait, do you guys know viscose? But like, have you heard of viscose? Like, it's just all the rage. I really need to move back to Kansas because I literally have no one to do this podcast with here in Austin. Like, I mean, I have people and like, a, like I love Miranda. I love Avery. I love Lizzie. Those are like my three go-to Austin Austiners for the pod. But obviously they have lives. They're busy, so they can't always do it. And so I just have so much more access in Wichita and so many people that would be willing to do it. And interesting people too that like have really cool insight on just, I don't know, like different, like their jobs and stuff or just their lives are so fascinating. And I think too, like just when you know people really well, that helps just have rapport. And so I know I need to plan, I need to figure out my travel back to Kansas, honestly, because I don't know when I'm going back next. So I don't know. I don't know. So that's that. What else can I tell you guys has been going on? Our dishwasher broke, so I've been hand-washing dishes. That's, I feel like I'm in Little House on the Prairie, so that's fun. About to just buy paper plates at this rate. What else has been going on? I made a 2024 vision board. It looks so cute. I might insert a little shot of it here. And, you know, just focused on my mind, body, and soul. Mind, body, and spirit. Just healthy living, healthy thinking. Just like living my life out here, you know? Just positive Polly. It's always po positive Patrick. Positive Patricia. Just out here just living, living in the light. Live in the light. Live in the joy. Like we list, like there's too much darkness. Like, you know what I mean? It's like way too much darkness. Oh, oh my god how could i forget i started crocheting crocheted a beanie like i'm basically like in my grandma era it's like aarp is calling i'm just over here like stitching like a stitch is that what they are stitches loops knots knots 
I'm just over here not in like a little old granny. It's so fun. It's so relaxing. I honestly have been having dreams about it. I've been dreaming about... Because you're just sitting there, like, doing these knots, 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 knots. So, like, when you're so fun... And I usually will do it before bed, like, if we're watching a show or something. I've been crocheting, because I'm like, what else are you supposed to do? And, and I've been trying to be off my phone more, so that helps. But, yeah. In my granny era, so if you need a beanie, you need a scarf, you need, like, a weird crocheted vest, honestly, I'm here for it. Get back in that gym life. Yeah, just 2024 is, like, the year of, like, mind, body, and spirit. You really cannot have a healthy body without a healthy mind. You can have a healthy mind without a healthy body. And your spirit, I don't really know if I believe in a spirit, but if I do, that has to be important. Like if it's there. So I think like when you talk about your spirit, it's just nurturing your within. On my vision board, the main, I was like cutting out a lot of quotes. Just, I, you know, I've always been a big quotes person. And even if it's cliched, I don't care. I'll post a quote. I like it. Okay. Shoe fly. And so one of my quotes that I put on my vision board was the space between. And that just really stuck out to me, which honestly, side note, buying magazines, magazines are so expensive, like 15 to $20 a magazine. When did that happen? I just was like, oh, $5 a magazine. I'll buy a bunch of magazines. I spent like $50 on magazines to cut out for our vision boards. Anywho, uh, my vision board, my quote was the space between because I think in life we're so focused on, it's like your life isn't right now. The life is like, oh, once I get that next thing or, oh, once we are married or, oh, once we have this house or, oh, it's always like the next thing. And it's really the space in between that is your life. Like you look back and you're 32 years old and, you know, it's just like time is so it's not fast, but it's just constant. And so it feels like it's fast because we are moving through it so quickly. And also when you're so future focused, you're not really living right now. And so really 2024 for me is to really focus on the space between our big moments and that that is your life. That's actually the small moments, the the like nothing moments where nothing's really happening. That's where your life really is. And, and that's where you have to have the most fun and, and find the most excitement and all that stuff. It isn't about the highs. It isn't about the lows. It's the space in between. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Gush, your weekly podcast, where we dive deep into the top 10 stories of the week. I'm your host, Tanner, and we are back for another solo episode. So you've got me, myself, and I today to share all of the pop culture uh, amazing stories that are going on this week. So this week we've been uh, a little busy. We've got drunken celebrity tributes. We've got naked football players. We've kind of got a little bit of everything. We've got pregnancies. And uh, we've got Oscar snubs. So honestly, what else is there to say this week? uh, Let's see what's been going on in my life. So yeah, just this week. um, Nothing too uh, wild going on. I am going to Phoenix on Tuesday. So just getting ready for that. Um, It is for work. So that's why I'm in all black. Um, I was trying on outfits. So this is what you get today. 
But yeah, going to Phoenix, lots of travel this year. So just kind of getting everything organized with that. I feel like we're planning like six months at a time, just all of the events we've got going on, concerts, comedy shows, travel, family, all of it. So just kind of getting ahead of the curve and yeah, just enjoying the the weekends as we go. So happy Monday. I'm so happy that I get to share the beginning of your week with you guys. And so yeah, let's just dive into the stories. Our first story, uh, country singer L. King drunk on stage for Dolly Parton tribute. Uh, So L. King had a a lot to say during her contribute, her contribute, her, uh, for her tribute to Dolly Parton. So King hit the stage Friday night at the Grand Ole Opry after admittedly having one too many drinks and was caught on multiple videos botching her tribute to Parton while performing the music icons tune Marry Me. Um, You can check out the footage uploaded to TikTok, but King stands at a mic as she belts out the track, but her voice starts cracking and she forgets the lyrics. King then confesses she doesn't know the words, pleading with the crowd not to tell Parton as she peppers them with foul language. At one point, King even mocked the fans for purchasing tickets to the show, explaining, I'm not even gonna cursing lie, y'all bought tickets for this blank, and you can't even get your money back. (laughs) One fan shouted a response, I don't want it, prompting King to reply, good, because you ain't getting it. I think the best thing about this performance was her like honky tonk (laughs) accent that she absolutely does not have. Isn't she from like Southern California or something? She's definitely not Southern, which I guess that is Southern, but you know what I mean. She's not from the South. And she's just out here yeehawing it up at the Grand Ole Opry. And honestly, go for it. Why not? I mean, what has El King been doing ever since that one song she came out with? I mean, honestly, I'm here for it. <laughs> the And the best part, too, is in the video, the girl that is her, I think she's like a background singer or something. She is just trying so hard to keep it together. And just being in front of all those people, like, you're just like, oh, my God, you're just cringing as it all just falls apart. But I mean, what does El King have to lose? Honestly, I'm here for this. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we all stand for Dolly. She's our country queen. But uh, I'm just honestly kind of surprised, too. How did she get this job? Like, she hasn't really been... I don't Maybe I'm just not in the L King sphere or just, you know, I don't know what's going on with her. But I just didn't realize she was still making music or at any sort of level to be doing a Dolly Parton tribute at the Grand Ole Opry. But, hmm. Good story to talk about, because she was uh, three sheets to the wind, as they say. (laughs) Our next story, Jason Kelsey lifts young fan to say hi to Taylor and other shirtless highlights. (laughs) Taylor Swift doesn't get upstage very often, but Travis Kelsey's brother Jason may have done just that at Sunday's game, where the dude was shirtless and ready to rage. The Eagle Center, whose season is over after his team lost in the playoffs last week, was hanging out with T-Swift and a bunch of other friends and family in a private suite at Highmark Stadium as Travis and the Chiefs took on the Buffalo Bills in a huge game. You could tell that Jason Kelsey was ready to party from the get-go because pretty quickly he lost his shirt and was going bare-chested through much of the game, crushing beers and roaring. Of course, Tay-Tay was there next to him too, screaming her head off, all while knocking back drinks with Brittany Mahomes and other gal pals in tow, like Cara Delevingne. From the looks of the photos of their celebration, they were having a damn good time there. Um, Honestly, I am so just envious. Like, I would do anything to get a spot in one of, in the box with these people. Just the 
inside scoop that you could see. I just want to see them all interact with each other. And this was the first time that Jason and, um, oh shoot, what is his wife's name? How can I forget this? Kylie. Uh, Jason and Kylie's first interaction and meeting with Taylor. And so I just <laughs> I cannot imagine like you want your family to like meet your girl. And like this is obviously on like a whole nother level as far as like the stakes, you know, just I can't imagine like they're all just now so famous because of this. And so it's like all eyes are on you. So I just, just, and then for him to get like loaded and shirtless and just being like, let's show Taylor your poster. I'm absolutely here for this. And I think the Kelsey family, like, I think that is why people are so enamored with them is they are just so wholesome. They just are that family next door. You know, there's nothing super flashy about them. And so, that just is so heartwarming. And I think for most Taylor Swift fans, we're all here just wanting her to find her like happy ending. And I think because the Kelsey family is so wholesome, it just seems like this could be it for her. Who knows? It seems like they're having a lot of fun and just enjoying their time together. And obviously the family's having a great time coming out and supporting Travis as well. So I'm here, totally here for this as well. And yeah, I would totally be like Jason, maybe not shirtless, but I would definitely uh, be like having a good time, especially if my season's over, I can do whatever I want now. So you know what, Jason, you just keep on keeping on. Um, in other news, Kim Kardashian named Balenciaga's brand ambassador. Uh, Kim Kardashian is Balenciaga's newest mouthpiece, a partnership that's raised eyebrows following the French fashion house's controversial campaign almost two years ago. In a statement Monday, Kim was announced as the, as the fashion house's latest brand ambassador, and KK herself gushed over Balenciaga's impact on some of her most memorable looks to date, adding she's a massive fan of their creative director, Demma's modern modernity, what, 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 modernity, craftsmanship, and innovative design approach. She says she's excited about the brand's next chapter with herself as a face for the brand, which she called a fitting link-up given their long-standing relationship. Interestingly, Kim also seemed to allude to the mess Balenciaga found itself in in 2022, saying their relationship is based on mutual trust and commitment to doing what's right. So... This situation is so hard because even on the last podcast, we were talking about art and what limits there should be on art, whether or not there should be censorship, not even really censorship, but really just is there off limits? Is there certain things that are off limits? I had stated that I think anything is really up for game minus children. I just think children or hurting animals, like anything that can't defend itself, that absolutely should be off limits. The Balenciaga ad that promoted... I don't know. I mean, I... I just think nowadays we live in this culture where everything is so sensitive and we really just are not able to say or do anything without people coming for you. And just, I don't know, like, was it, was it tasteful? No. Was it my style? Not really. And like, I just think you are one of the biggest fashion houses in the world. Why do you have to, you could do any sort of creative direction. This guy really is the limit. And so why are you 
choosing it honestly doesn't even really sell that well anyways like if you look at those weird ads they're just weird i don't to me there's nothing like overly sexual about them or like there's nothing that's exploiting in my opinion the children that crazily that like we have to cancel everybody or just never use balenciaga again it's weird we live in a world where redemption isn't really allowed i was just thinking that about people that commit crimes like if you commit a crime and you go to prison and you do the you do the time why are you then not absolved of that crime that as a society is what we've deemed as your responsibility and ownership and accountability and so it's just like if they weren't if there was no crime committed like yes you can absolutely not support balenciaga don't if you don't want to but i just i don't know i'm so finicky about the cancel culture i just think we're so quick to chop people's heads off and it's guilty until proven innocent and all of these things and honestly i don't really know the ins and outs of this balenciaga scandal that happened back in 2022 but it just seems can we give the company an opportunity to redeem themselves and maybe like how do we not know that they don't want to maybe do something that helps i don't know i just want to give them the benefit of the doubt in rectifying the situation because it also is like people can make mistakes and it's not like anyone was actually harmed in this situation and so i think to just burn them at the stake just seems so egregious he wants to get that check from balenciaga let the girl get her check next story ryan gosling addresses oscar nominations and slams the margot robbie snub Ryan Gosling just addressed the fact that he was nominated, but Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig were not. He told the New York Post, I'm extremely honored to be nominated by an by my colleagues alongside such remarkable artists in a year of so many great films. He adds, and I never thought I'd be saying this, but I'm also incredibly honored and proud that it's for portraying a plastic doll named Ken. But there is no Ken without Barbie, and there's no Barbie movie without Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, the two people most responsible for this history-making, globally celebrated film. Finally, no recognition would be possible for anyone on the film without their talent, grit, and genius. To say that I'm disappointed that they are not nominated in their respective categories would be an understatement. The Academy Award nominations were announced Tuesday, um, and on that list were Robert De Niro, Sterling K. Brown, Robert Downing Jr., and Mark Ruffalo, to name a few. It would be completely... uh, I don't know. I don't know if the right word is. I don't know. We all know the cultural phenomenon that is the Barbie movie. And obviously it was a huge centerpiece to the cinematic universe of 2023. And so there should be at least some Oscar. That's the thing, though, is there's a lot of Oscar nominations for the Barbie movie. Best Picture, uh um america fur got nominated for uh, best supporting actress so really ryan got nominated so i get that people are kind of looking at this like oh okay the barbie movie that's literally supposed to be about barbie and ken gets the nomination i get that kind of i get the situation but also that movie was held up by ryan uh, to be completely honest i'm not taking away margot robbie's position as barbie she was completely fabulous i loved the movie it was so whimsical so campy 
I think they all did an amazing job, but I just think just because we all love it culturally or in, in a mainstream sort of way, that doesn't necessarily mean that it deserves an Oscar. And I think the movie itself is at being nominated for Best Picture is really a good example of like it is being represented. So good example of how Hollywood is still patriarchal, patriarchal, patri, supported by the patriarchy, patriarchal, patriarchal. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of love and hate for the Barbie movie. Honestly, I think people ride or die for it so hard. And then people just that don't really like it don't really speak up. Because if you say anything that's out of pocket in regards to the Barbie movie, people are like, you don't have a soul. I, I liked it. I did enjoy it. Would I watch it again? Probably not. But it was definitely a cultural phenomenon. And I will give it the credit that it deserves. Our next story, the mystery deepens over deaths of three men found in a friend's yard days after watching the Chiefs game together. So this isn't really pop culture news, but I just find it so fascinating because honestly, it's such a bizarre story. So a family member says the friend's story has a lot of holes in it as a possible fifth man is thrown into the mix and police say the deaths are 100% not being investigated as a homicide. So the mystery, de- the mysterious deaths of three Kansas City Chiefs fans whose bodies were found in the in a friend's backyard two days after they watched the game at a house continues to make headlines. So basically, they were all watching. I'm kind of summarizing because it's a long story. Basically, they were watching the Chiefs game. This was back on January 7th. And then their bodies were discovered in the backyard of this guy's home on January 9th um, after one of the guy's fiancés went to the house, broke in after seeing the men's cars in the driveway and then found the bodies on the porch. And then the police later found two bodies in the backyard. Um, But the captain says 100% this is not being investigated as a homicide, Um, even though family members are speculating that it doesn't all add up. And why would this guy basically not? He basically stated he didn't leave his home um, in between those times. But it's just so bizarre. Like, you don't know where your friends are when you were with him. He's stating that he went to bed and then they left after he went to bed but one who does that i would never just be like oh lock up when you leave just even my closest friends like i guess maybe but i would definitely like at least go outside and see that their cars were in front of my (laughs) in front of my house it's so bizarre there's like foul play i wonder if something an accident happened they all took drugs or something and i'm sure as the toxicology come toxicology reports come out we'll figure out what exactly happened but I'm more curious, did something go down in that kind of regard? And he was nervous and didn't know what to do. So as the story unfolds, we'll continue to report here at Gush about this ongoing investigation. In other news, Sophia Ritchie announces that she is pregnant and expecting a girl with new husband, Elliot. Uh, Sophia Ritchie has a bun in the oven, something people have suspected for a while now, which she has just confirmed with a big, splashy magazine cover story. The model slash socialite made the announcement Thursday, courtesy of Vogue, which posted a bunch of maternity shoots pics that were taken by a professional photographer, showing off Sophia's growing belly, not to mention a bunch of fashionable outfits to boot. I just think... Sophia Ritchie is honestly a great cultural example of how you can get super famous even in today's world of the overly saturated 
influential world that we live in. I don't even know what you would call it, but you know, there's just so many people making videos, me right now, just that are putting content out in the world. And so the pie just keeps being split and split and split. But she's a good example of how she kind of went from, you know, people knew who she was. Like when she was dating Scott Disick, it was kind of like, oh, Lionel Richie's daughter. It wasn't really Sophia Richie. And then somehow during her wedding to that LA guy, she just became the it girl. She was like fashionista, socialite. Like how do you, uh, that shift into like becoming a, household name is really interesting and so she's kind of a good example of that that's still capable because I think in a lot of ways people don't really believe that level of fame can kind of it can be accessed I don't know it's just an interesting thing you just don't see celebrities kind of blossom that quickly anymore or it's in an influential sort of way like it's a tiktoker or somebody online so interesting congratulations to her and Elliot on the baby a baby little girl I just she just seems so like put together I think she'll just be such a great mom and gosh talk about inheriting in a beautiful closet our next story Nicki Minaj and the Bigfoot <laughs> controversy with Megan the Stallion so uh I, you know I don't really know much about this but obviously it's taking the internet by storm so we have to discuss um the feud between Nicki Minaj and Megan the Stallion uh so apparently they're going after each other's throats after trading shots on a respective diss tracks um but Nicki's going low swiping at <laughs> Megan the Stallion's extremities uh so apparently it all started on Friday when Megan made a good Oh, made a good made good on her promise to continue to fire back at her critics for the Tory Lanez trial and releasing a new tract called Hiss that pickled up pickled what is wrong with me? I can't talk. That picked up where the last one Cobra left off. While going off on her haters, she also shaded Nicki Minaj. I'm not really gonna read the lyrics because I'll sound like a complete idiot. But basically she's making a jab at Megan's law which is apparently a law that's like there for registered sex offenders and apparently Nicki Minaj's husband and somebody else I'm trying to skim through this article because it's just a lot of lyrics that now they're basically taking cheap shots at each other in their songs Nicki basically is talking about Megan's feet being super big she she calls her Bigfoot. The B fell off. I said, get up on on your good foot. I literally sound so stupid. <laughs> yeah, apparently she's dissing her about her big feet. Um, it seems so stupid. And then I guess Megan went to IG saying, or like basically putting up on a story laughing about all the drama. It seems so petty. I'm like, okay, how do these like millionaire artists who probably have so much going on, brand deals, meetings, record labels, all this stuff, and you guys have time to do this. I'm like, what is happening? It just seems so stupid. Like, why are these women fighting? You guys, there's plenty of room at the table for everyone. <laughs> but just to attack Megan's feet like that, leave the poor girl alone. It's hard to shop at Nordstrom Rack at the 16, <laughs> size 16 and up uh, section, okay? So give the girl a break. Our next story, Reese Witherspoon defends her choice to eat snow after a TikTok recipe video sparks heated debate. The actress posted a TikTok uh, basically sharing her recipe for a snow-inspired creation called a snow salt choco, can choco cappuccino, cap 
Choco Chino. What the fuck? Choco Chino. After posting the video, the Your Place or Mine star received a wave of questions about whether or not freshly fallen snow was okay to eat. In the original video, she showed someone scooping snow off a vehicle into coffee mugs, and then they added chocolate and caramel syrup on top of the snow, then they topped it off with some cold brew for a yummy coffee flavor. Obviously, everyone and their mom has something to say about this. The way that everybody as kids, at least when I was a kid, would eat snow, we would make snow ice cream, and nobody died. Like, granted, the pollution levels were probably lower back then, I'm not really sure, but you'll have to check with, like, NORAD or something. Let the girl make her snow ice cream, really? It's not gonna kill her. Come on. It's just some snow. It's Chacochini. Let the girl enjoy her Chacochini without us tearing her apart on TikTok. She's a 47-year-old actress making TikToks, okay? She's got enough to deal with. Our next story, woman arrested after allegedly stealing $2,500 of Stanley stainless steel cups. So the Stanley gate still continues because apparently these are the golden ticket to heaven if you have a Stanley. So basically a woman stuffed a cart with more than 60 Stanley products and refused to pay for them, police say. When she was detained, police allegedly found dozens of Stanley tumblers in her trunk and passenger floor of her vehicle. The suspect who was not who has not been publicly identified, has been charged with grand theft. What is happening? I just, I actually can't even comment on this stuff because it is so absolutely out of this world that people are willing to commit grand theft because of some Stanley Cups. Everybody needs to stop. You just, you need to literally stop and go touch some grass. And I don't think the kids are saying that anymore, but it's still effective because it's true. What is going on in your life that you think I just but the, the thing is is this woman is only doing this because people will buy these they're li- they will go online and spend way mo- over msrp and buy these stupid cups they're cups they are cups i'm come on this is just out of hand and the photo just go google the photo of this woman just google woman arrested for stealing twenty five hundred dollars of stanley's it'll come up the cop car with all the stanley's on top of this it's just america's a joke honestly that's all i can say about this our next story madonna is being sued by two fans claiming she started her concert over two hours late According to court documents obtained by People, a lawsuit was filed against the Queen of Pop in New York on Thursday by two concert goers who were accusing her of false advertising after her celebration tour show at Brooklyn's Barclays Center in December began late. The plaintiffs claiming in the filing that the Grammy winner's concert they attended on December 13th started at 10.30 p.m., despite the tickets advertising that it would start at 8.30 p.m. The two fans have accused the delay occurred again at the following Brooklyn concerts on December 14th and 16th of being a wanton, a wanton, a wanton exercise in false advertising, negligent misrepresentation, and unfair and deceptive trade practices. People need to get a life. Literally get a life. Everyone knows concerts start late. That's why there's openers. That's why there's concession stands. That's why there's dip and dots. We all know why concerts start late. They're divas. Madonna, the biggest diva on the planet. Oh, come on. People are just always looking for a cash grab too. This is just a quick way to grab some cash, get her to settle with you, and you made a couple 
ten to fifty thousand dollars depending on your lawsuit it's just like come on get a life go get some drinks before the concert don't show up you have a ticket you have an assigned seat you don't have to go there anytime early we all know it starts late go grab a drink somewhere go hang out go grab some food and then show up to the concert at 9 9 30 we all know come on but it is kind of funny <laughs> it's not our last story man we breeze through the stories not me just flying through. What else is there to say? Yeah, so it'll be curious to see if these people actually make money. I mean, to their defense, honestly, I'm on the Jamie Lee Curtis uh, bandwagon with concerts. Can concerts start at 4 p.m.? I'd be absolutely fine going to a concert at 4 p.m. and it being over at like 7. Go grab a dinner. We're home by 9. What, like, what else do we want? Why do we have to do it late at night? What does being, what does nighttime do? Does it make us feel more alive or something? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm with, let's just start these things earlier. Then if you are late, oh, home by 930. Well, those are your 10 stories for the week, guys. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode of Gush, your weekly podcast where we dive deep into the top 10 stories of the week. I'm your host, Tanner, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. this hair like oh okay like that looks kind of good right oh kind of like it just gets that like perfect little like wave but then now i look like a freak like what like wait what wait what you look sexy with your hairbrush back katie tell me Tell him you look sexy with this hairbrush bag. In girl world. There's a weird spot that's like coming through. What is that? Hmm. Huh. I don't know. Anyways. All right. I'm actually leaving this time. Bye.